Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. Why were people worried about hurting China's feelings over stuff? You know, I mean, can I just be honest? Like, there for a little bit, like going through lockdown, I'm like, maybe I should be nicer. Maybe I should be a nicer person because I'm a bar brawler by nature. I mean, I came out punching doctors. And, you know, I'm like, I'll be nicer. And you know how much energy it takes this is not good witness. So don't, you know. That's why I'm not I'm not a preacher, not just because what the Bible says about that. Uh, anyway, but I just there's so much energy energy to expend by just you know being polite to people like China who don't deserve it. And I say that you know with the CCP government, I'm just Xi Jinping is the stand-in. It's very like why there's so much energy. It's just it's not about weakness or strength. It's just a lot of energy that I don't want to waste on that. I mean we we went through this whole thing. Well, maybe it was bat soup, guys. It was the the bats because the market sells bat soup and someone got that virus and ate it. And against all scientific odds, it just, you know, mutated in the human body after it was in soup and infected someone. Because now apparently viruses behave that way precisely. I don't know. There was no reservoir that they were able, because normally you would have, you know, if there's if there's like a bunch of bats that are sick in that area, then... You're testing bats, and it's going to come back that the bats are sick, right? It's not going to be a one-off. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be a hot spot. They never had any of that. But then you had that Wuhan Institute right there. And they were, interestingly, using U.S. dollars that were given to them without us knowing to study bat viruses. So you would have scientists in there going, well, what happens if we make this more dangerous? Let's make it fataler. And then they're shocked that it was successful and then it goes out and kills everybody, right? I mean, what is... I love the arguments. Well, you know, we were operating on the assumption that someone would mutate this and make it make it kill. So that's why we were doing it. We just wanted to make it fataler so we could maybe figure out how to stop it if it did get fataler. And you didn't. The, I mean, it's... That's basically the argument that the left has been using. I'm not even making this up. Like, I was looking at all of these think pieces last... Think pieces, I mean, so generous. Think pieces, and that's pretty much the argument. Now, the... And yeah, in the end, the... What is it? The NIAID money, our taxpayer dollars. I mean, they were covering it up from the beginning. We knew this. This has all been, you know... I mean, what was it? All this audio is coming out. Tom Elliott had a great... Uh, list of receipts where he had Joe Scarborough going off like saying it's a conspiracy theory you can't see these things and then you had Stephen Colbert listen to this audio sound by 21 this he's mad that the Department of Energy was somehow involved in this listen now if like me you're wondering why the Department of Energy is the one making this judgment it's because that agency oversees a network of US national laboratories some of which conduct advanced biological research. No, no. <laughs> Bad energy department. No bio labs until you finish building your electric car charging stations. <laughs> Stay in your lane. It would be the Department of Transportation. Yeah. You half wit. Learn how government works. He w- he was never funny. <laughs> Remember, he got his start on um, the Daily Show. And he was a reporter that would come on with Jon Stewart. And then he got really, he's so 
He is really into himself. I have, he is so arrogant. And one of the funny things about comedians is that I think that you have to have this quality as a comedian. You're actually not into yourself. You're driven by an insecurity and you're just very transparent about that. And that's kind of what makes it funny because it makes their humor more accessible. Whereas somebody like Stephen Colbert is driven by a hyper inflated sense of superiority. And it just makes him seem entirely unamiable. And he just seems like an A-double snakes bag, man. He does. <sighs> Which is an actual product we should come out with. I don't know what the purpose of it will be, Kane, But I just want to brand it. You know. I mean, I he just, he's not funny. He's all the Department of Energy. Stay in your lane. He has no idea how our, gov- our government even functions. I, the press is so mad about this. So now they're saying that the Department of Energy, you're the Department of Energy, you shouldn't be doing this. But hey, listen to Greta Thunberg about climate change. Right? Or listen to people who've never fired a gun about guns. Same people. I mean, they've, they, they didn't even ask why. They're just saying, oh, just be out of your... They don't go. What, they don't go after what the Department of Energy is their report. They just are going after the Department of Energy. It's the kill the messenger logical uh, fallacy. People are saying, "Well, what if the we're going to wait for the DMV to chime in?" Now I remember one time I made a joke about this. Sidebar: This was back like in 2012 when I was the token conservative at CNN, and there were some nice people there that I liked, and I will say that I actually got along very well with Anderson Cooper. I don't have to hate everybody who's a Democrat, right? Good heavens. Um, but he was always very cordial, very kind. In fact, he was the one who got me hired there because I argued with Matt Taibbi about the Tea Party and I ate Taibbi's soul on television and I got hired as CNN because of it. Um, but anyway, and now Taibbi's, now he agrees with me. Hmm. I love it when things come full circle. Anyway, long story short. Do you remember back when and this was under Obama Biden? They were coming out and saying, "Oh, well, we're going to invest in green energy." And the Department of Defense is now going. We're going to be looking at green energy solutions and all this stuff. And then they were talking about NASA being a part of Muslim outreach and all these things. And I said, "Well, what are the so if NASA if NASA is going to be about Muslim outreach, are they going to create a Department of Muslim Outreach and make that about space travel?" And then it was the George Soros funded Media Matters. Their headline was CNN's Dana Lash: Let's shoot Muslims into space. I have it saved still, and I use it as my, my desktop wallpaper on my laptop. That was their headline, and everybody, the left was apoplectic. And it's, I didn't even say that, but I mean, it was the point was that you have all these departments that are doing things that they were not, that's not what they do. So that was back in 2012. Now it's okay. Now, no, they've totally changed. But here's the thing. It's, um, what does this have to do with the report? I mean, that's the lab leak theory. I think one of the reasons why they have problems with this is because they sent out all their experts. I mean, you got to think there for a little bit. We were under rule by of experts by fiat. I mean, as uncomfortable as it is to say, I mean, I think you got to be honest about this. We were. And I think that that's what the left is comfortable with because they are to an extent uncomfortable with freedom. 
they don't trust themselves enough to make serious decisions. So they always want to go back and default to the experts. Let's ask the experts. And so what this whole theory does, the theory now that's like being proven with, you know, credible intelligence and a solid report is that it's undermining their appeal to authority in the experts. It's undermining their position. It's undermining ultimately their influence and it's undermining that rule by experts. I think that's the really the big thing. And if you want to get even, you know, more deep drive down into it, well, if they can't trust the experts, who are they going to trust? They will never admit it. Partially, they will never admit it because they don't want to be wrong. And they, they don't want to be wrong because that means that they might be removed from any kind of power adjacency. But they also don't want to be wrong because I think it scares some of them. If they can't trust the experts, then whoo, surely they can't trust themselves. A lot of progressivism is is driven by actual insecurity, insecurity in oneself, lack of confidence in one's ability to make solid decisions, and really just overall illiteracy about math and science. But that's a whole other issue. But it does come down, I think, to not trusting oneself. Now, some will might say this. Some people might say, well, it's also about not trusting other people. But if you trust yourself, what does it matter if you trust other people? If you trust yourself to make decisions for yourself, then what do you care about other people? Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with full adjustable rear that all comes standard it's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns the p15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling while the all metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel the p15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world see the new nine millimeter p15 first up close and personal at keltecweapons.com that's k-e-l-t-e-c weapons.com and now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Oh, I don't like this. Okay, so zero calorie sweetener. And I know a lot of you have this. It's been linked to heart attack and stroke. And it's erythritol. They say that the, that sugar a sugar replacement called erythritol, which it's like it's sweet and stevia, monk fruit, see? So I'm so glad I don't do keto anymore, which I also don't have enough enzymes in my liver to actually process a high-fat diet, but that's a whole other issue. Uh, used to add bulk or sweeten stevia, monk fruit, keto, reduced sugar products. It's been linked to clotting, stroke, heart attack, and death. They say the degree of risk was not modest. That's Stanley Hazen. He's a doctor, director of the Center for Cardiovascular Diagnostics and Prevention at the Cleveland Clinical Learner Research Institute. Now, here comes Kane and Slack going... Or it's the vaccine. Yeah. Well, it could be, but I mean, there's a difference between, I mean, they're studying erythritol specifically, yeah. and it's not just cardiac issues. It's also a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, like uh, like brain and neurological things. So it's not just, so that's it's, why I'm like, it's mm, a vaccine. that's a little, that might be a little sus, it's just saying. So anyway, so McDonald's is looking at buying Krispy Kreme. 
Which means, I'm glad that Krispy Kreme doesn't have an ice cream machine because that means it would be broken all the time. And you know this. Like, there, it would be, it'd be broken. When, have you ever been, think about this. We actually had this conversation the other day with some friends. Actually, it was with my kids. Uh, have you ever been to a McDonald's two times in a row where the, the ice cream machine was working two times in a row? I was thinking of this. I'm like, never have been. Right? Because then McFlurries is tasty. That's all I'm going to be saying. Like, that, those McFlurries are good. Anyway, so McDonald's is looking at buying Krispy Kreme. And they're they're looking at like 160 restaurants in Louisville and Lexington, Kentucky. They're expanding its test. So they had nine. They started selling Krispy Kreme donuts last October to see, you know, how it affected their operations. They're also leaning more into coffee and they're trying to get people to come and like visit more frequently. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's I'm one. You know what? How they'll get people. And this idea is for free. The next will cost you. Why don't they just like make like the McMuffin, but with the Krispy Kreme, but don't glaze the, don't glaze it, just have the Krispy Kreme donut and then make that with a, I'm a genius, genius. Okay. No, I just, I just want to eat it. That's all I want to do. I had another headline here and I ended up losing it. So I told you also that Joe Biden's going to be visiting Virginia. We're going to bring, be bringing all of that up to you as well. So you're not going to miss any of that. Uh, And additionally... The Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot, her election, well, her rerun, because she's in a, she's, her chances of making a runoff are going away faster than anything else. There's a new pullout from N3 Strategies, and it's showing that the former CEO of Chicago Public Schools is leading her at 32%. She actually may be out. So we'll, we're going to keep our eye on that as well. Stay with us. A lot more in store coming up. Yeah, here's how we uh, handle my travel. The vast majority of the time I travel on commercial airlines in economy mm-hmm. class. Uh, but there is a portion of the time, I'd say about 10 to 20 percent, uh, when we use our agency's aircraft. This is not chartering a private jet. This is a, a government aircraft that uh, is assigned to the FAA. Usually when we use Magic it, comes from the that's because uh, for me to travel uh, with staff uh, turns out to be cheaper than buying all of those airline tickets. Yeah, he said that, but that's not true. Occasionally because of a security or a logistical issue. But the number one reason we would use that agency aircraft is uh, that it actually works out to be less expensive for taxpayers. No, that's not really true. I mean, that's the that's the thing he was claiming that it was, but then it came out that it's actually not. Uh, welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Bottom of our second hour. That's personal time Pete Buttigieg. He is now apparently under an IG investigation because he's he's flown on private government jets 18 times since he took office. And this is after, you know, the Department of Transportation spokesperson, his spokesperson said, oh, well, he flies commercially, you know, all the time. No, he doesn't. He used uh, he used government planes, 18 flights over seven uh, uh, for 18 flights over seven trips. And he said it was less expensive. But the it's not necessarily true because it was over 41, almost forty two thousand dollars in flights. That's crazy. That's insane that we know that. No, oh, come on. We know better. And so he goes, I'm glad this is being reviewed independently so that, uh, what did he say? So misleading narratives can be put to rest. Mm, not really sure that, I don't think he means that. <laughs> but he, the thing is, though, is that, you know, according to this, you know, IG report, because his own spokesperson was saying that, oh, he flies commercial, don't worry. But we know that he used, for instance, like when he went, uh, he went uh, with uh, his partner Chastin to go see some sports thing 
in over in Europe. There have been other lawmakers that have questioned his use of private jets. And he the department told uh, Grassley, Charles uh, Chuck Grassley out of Iowa, because he was like, wait a minute, what am I hearing about all these flights? And he reached out to the FAA and he reached out to the Department of Transportation, et cetera, and was asking. And they said, oh, well, you know, it's limited in specific cases. It maximizes efficiency. It saves. But it doesn't. What do you, you think that they get less? They get gas cheaper than all of you? Yeah, doubtful. He says, I fly on commercial flights. You know, when I do, it's an economy. But we already know that he's been using the private flights to go and do things that are not necessary. He doesn't need to do. What did he went and saw? What was it? Prince Harry, whatever that ginger, wah, that guy. We want our privacy. That guy. Uh, we. He went and watched one of those things that he does or something like. I don't remember. He is just. There's no way that he's going to get himself out of this. He just looks like he's. You know, he looks like Bob the Builder out there. He does. And he's been. Well, I hope. I'm so glad. I hope that these. I hope that it's going to be be uh, put to rest. Uh, you know these these misleading narratives. But he's really and he's very concerned about this because it makes him look even worse. This was the guy who who had his bike in the back of an SUV. Remember that whole video? Somebody caught him that he was in this SUV and the SUV drove up. This was in D.C. Drove up and then he they, somebody got out. He didn't even get his own bike out the back. Somebody else got out, got his bike out and put it down for him like he was a toddler going to get on a bike. I was shocked they didn't have training wheels on it. And then he gets out and pedals over. Looks like he's on his bi- bicycle. I just can't believe someone made the point that he is the first controversial secretary of transportation in U.S. history. I mean, and that is true. I started thinking about that. That is a department where it shouldn't be controversial. I mean, I don't think it should exist, but that's me. I'm very Article 1, Section 8. I am more limited government than Republicans, which is why I call myself a conservatarian. But that is, if you're going to just, if you're going to have the department, shouldn't that be the most boring department you have? I've made this point before. Yeah, and Kane notes, he's more incompetent than he is controversial. Juan just thinks he wants to be controversial so he can stay relevant. I think those are both valid points. They're incredibly valid points. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. All righty. So first up, oh, this is so bad. Mm. This woman does not know how to do winged eyeliner either. Uh, in her mugshot, Kane sent this. He found this. You see her her eyeliner? It lo- it just is bad. I feel like she needs to watch a YouTube t- tutorial. So CBS 12, Florida deputies removed 10 grams of meth from a woman's, um, oh boy, stop it. You can't say things like that. Golly, from a body cavity. Uh, It was a routine traffic stop, was being the operative word there. Uh, Flagler County Sheriff's Office deputies say they found a bunch of drugs in the car and other places. And Anthony Pezza and Tiffany Chapman, they apparently had plans to distribute meth and a bunch of other stuff. So they were asked to exit the vehicle. They were asked if any narcotics were in their possession. They both said no. Then when cops searched the vehicle, they found all kinds of drug stuff, right? And prescription bottles and everything else. 
And then while they were sweeping the vehicle, that's when Chapman said that she had drugs in her quote unquote body cavity, which suggests to me that that's not what she said entirely. So according to deputies, a female deputy was requested and assisted Chapman with removing the drugs from her body cavity. Deputies found 10.8 grams of meth in her body cavity. Chapman was taken to the Sheriff Perry Hall inmate detention facility on charges of trafficking amphetamine, uh, narcotics, all kinds of stuff, and with the, with the intent to sell, manufacture, and distribute. Ugh. And then I'm sure the female deputy had to burn her hands off. Um, let's see. This is a great Florida man story. A uh, uh, retired Marine finds a missing Florida boy safe in the woods in Brooksville, uh, Florida. Retired U.S. Marines being hailed as a hero Friday. He found a two-year-old boy who's been missing after he wandered out of his North Florida home a day earlier. Roy Link told Hernando County Sheriff's Office that he said a prayer about 10 minutes before he found him. They had 500 volunteers out there, and they were searching for Joshua J.J. Rowland, and Roy Link found him. He said, all I did was listen, and he heard him, and he ended up... tracked down where he had went to and found him and now the kid's safe that's awesome that congrats to that bet thanks for tuning in to today's edition of dana lash's absurd truth podcast if you haven't already make sure to hit that subscribe button on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts